When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, a very good evening, uh, afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Drive with Peter Vlahos, wherever you may be listening on uh, SEN Track 657, SEN Spirit 621 in Bunbury and through the southwest uh, on SEN Kalgoorlie at 1611, on DAB Plus Radio at SEN Peel or SENWA on the SEN app. Great to have your company. Thanks to the Hayes and Mardo run home. Of course, Brad Shepherd in for Paul Hazelby, who's back on Thursday. Well... Never a dull moment in the AFL. Gee, they're travelling just beautifully at the moment on the back end of what's happening in the investigation to Hawthorne. And now their newly appointed Essendon Chief Executive, Andrew Thorburn, has stood down from his role just one day after one day due to the backlash over his involvement in a church with divisive views around abortion and homosexuality. This is what he said literally a few hours ago in, re- in response to those allegations. I mean, I've been a Christian for yep. 20 years, yep. right? So I was CEO of two banks, a diverse group, and I, I, I never led with that. I think that's a, a personal... People should see how I act and behave and how I lead and equip people, and I think <laughs> that's... A, but if people ask me about my faith, I express it. Um, and it has come up as little firestorms before, yep. this sort of thing. Um, and so I did think maybe it will. It obviously has. Um I, I totally respect that people will have different view to what was expressed. And I'm sort of saying in some ways I do, but it's very important that two things. One, that people judge me for my actions and my words as a leader. That's very important. Now, I think that's just mutual respect, not what others say. And the second thing is the church itself has very different views, very diverse views. Not everyone in the church agrees with those views, but it's very important, you know, in a, in a, um, society that those views can be expressed. No doubt uh, huge pressure uh, on uh, Andrew and he's decided in the best interests of himself, his own personal welfare and also the Essendon Football Club that the former NAB boss has resigned from the job uh, after receiving, as I said, scathing criticism also during the Banking Royal Commission in 2019 and that was announced on Monday as he was the bomber successor to Xavier Campbell as chief executive. So he's come in. He's had the uh, role and his involvement in the church with those defi- decisive views around abortion and homosexuality. He resigned from the NAB boss uh, because of criticism during the Banking Royal Commission. It all got too hard. So in the end, he's moved on after a day and Essendon are still looking for a new CEO. Hasn't it been a great time for the Essendon Football Club? But Brad Scott is the new coach, and he has spoken to the fans about his appointment to take the Bombers forward. But I talked about the opportunity we've got and that we don't have any time to waste. The condition that the players come back day one of pre-season will tell a story in and of itself. And I'm convinced that if we get things right... We'll get what we deserve over time. We are entitled to nothing, but we will get what we deserve over a period of time. We do compete 
in probably the most equalised competition in world sport. The AFL have achieved their objective of making this competition incredibly tight, where the difference between winning and losing is marginal, and it's getting smaller and smaller. So my commitment to you competing in that environment is to continue to invest in our young talent and wrap them in a world-class football program. I'll also commit to developing our players to be the best they can be. When I was approached about potentially coming back to coach, it wasn't only a decision of coming back into the coaching ranks, it was a decision and a fit that I was looking for to develop young talent. It's what I love doing. I love working with players. And in this playing group, I can already see there's a group of hungry young men who are keen for success. And more importantly, they're willing to invest the hard work. So there you go. That's uh, Brad Scott and his message to the Essendon members and fans taking over as the new coach at the Bombers. But as I said, there's another story that's developed today. And uh, that update, all thanks. That's the elite story of the day. Thanks to Tyre Power, where you can buy three and get one free on selected Kumo passenger car and SUV tyres at Tyre Power. What's coming up on the program? Well, uh, Daniel Cherney from Code Sports uh, is right across the latest trade news of the day and plenty happening around the Fremantle Football Club. Blake Akers, of course, has ended up at Carlton and Griffin Logue and Darcy Tucker have ended up at North Melbourne. But there's been a bit more happening as well. And uh, McDonald, Tip and Woody is looking at coming back. And could he be ending up at Fremantle to have expressed a bit of interest. So uh, we're going to explore everything that's happened on uh, trade day, day two. Uh, thanks to Daniel Cherney from Code Sports. He's going to join us shortly. The other news today that I found really interesting is the fact that Tim Payne, the former Australian test captain, it's been 11 months since he resigned as test captain and stepped away from the game amid that uh, sexting uh, scandal. Well, today he was at Hobart Airport he flew out with his uh, Tasmanian cricket teammates up to Brisbane while they'll play Queensland in a Sheffield Shield match. He was at the Hobart Air Airport today. Of course, he was swamped by the media. And we'll speak to Brent Costello, who is one of the television porters from the Wynn Television Network, on how it all went and what Tim Payne had to say. That's coming up a bit later on as well. And also later on, earlier this morning on the breakfast program, that is the SEN Breakfast WA program with Scotty Cummings and Tim Gossich. They spoke to Jaden Hunt on, of course, getting that three-year deal as a free agent, leaving Melbourne and coming to the West Coast Eagles on a three-year deal. So we'll um, play a bit of that a bit later on the program. And also, uh, as you would have heard, Blake Akers was featured on The Run Home. He was the feature interview just after 3 o'clock. If you missed that, we'll play a bit of that as well. We're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, we'll come back with Daniel Cherney and he'll take us through everything that's happening in day two of what has been a very busy day amongst all the AFL clubs when it comes to trade. It's eight past five. You're with Peter Vlahos. This is Drive, and it's all thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre, where you get the right tool from the start. Your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Of course, you can join us any time on the Temper at Bedshed text machine 0487 
736 736 or the Scarborough Toyota open line. That's uh, 13 12 55. Come and join us at any time. Look forward to your reaction to what's happened in sport in the last 24 hours. Uh, Daniel Cherney is uh, the football writer for Code Sports. Very well respected. Uh, some great uh, people actually write for Code Sports. And, and Daniel joins us here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. Hello, Daniel. How are you? G'day, Peter. Well, yourself? Good, thanks. Uh, never a dull moment in AFL footy. A lot more happening, actually, off the field than on the field uh, in recent times, particularly the Essendon Football Club. For those people that don't know, their newly appointed chief executive, Andrew Thornburn, has stood down from his role just one day after taking it. That's extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. No, uh, you, you couldn't have thought things would get um, more ridiculous at Essendon, but uh, so, so it has proven. The Bombers have just been, uh, they, they, in recent times, they um, never ceased to amaze for, for the, the extraordinary circumstances which befall them. But uh, yeah, it was Andrew Thorburn, the CEO, ex-NAB CEO, who left <laughs> NAB in, um, in, in in pretty acrimonious circumstances. Uh, he was appointed only on, well, his appointment was announced only on Monday. Uh, but uh, it sort of emerged in the uh, hours after his appointment that he was the chair of a church called City on the Hill, uh, where um, uh, it was found that uh, there'd been espoused some um, blatantly uh, bigoted and homophobic views uh, in the past. And this was sort of, he addressed that on, on SCN this morning, but uh, ultimately um, uh, not, sort of not to the satisfaction of the Essendon board, uh, seemed to be yeah, irreconcilable um, to hold sort of been in a position at a church with, uh, where, where key people sort of um, held these sorts of views, comparing uh, abortion to uh, the Holocaust, um, you know, just uh, uh, blatantly homophobic, and uh, especially, I mean, not least at a time when Essendon has an AFLW team, when, when Pride is such an important part of the AFLW landscape. So it, it uh, emerged this afternoon that he had resigned and uh, David Barham, the Essendon president, had, had to sort of front the media with a uh, tail between his legs this afternoon. To his credit, he did so, said that they thoroughly reference-checked Andrew Thorburn, clearly not, not quite enough. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they are looking for their second CEO in as many days. Yeah, just incredible. All right, let's go to the trade stuff. Uh, North Melbourne's AFL assistance package has no doubt helped them land uh, their first two uh, trade targets, and they both come out of the Frio Footy Club. Uh, Griffin Logan, Darcy Tucker have got their second AFL club now. Yeah, I think pretty uh, handy acquisitions for the for the Roos, particularly Logue, who had an excellent year at the Dockers. I think featured pretty prominently in, in the best and fairest. Uh, obviously, a, you know, a, a very versatile player. I think they see him playing mainly down back, Griffin Logue, but, you know, a top 10 draft pick who really came into his own this season. Um, I think he was pretty keen to stay at Frio, but I think the financial package was, and security was just was just too great in the end. So, uh, a real loss to the Dockers. And Darcy Tucker, look, he's had injuries and has been in and out of the Dockers' side. He's in the position of the ground as a midfielder where Frio have plenty of depth. So, for him, I think it's a bit more of a um, you know, it's a um, career lifeline's probably a stretch, but a, a chance to, to renew and refresh, and, and um, you know, hopefully for his sake, get some get some regular footy. He's got family circumstances back in Victoria, which make it 
compelling for him to get get back to Victoria too. So, uh, but played plenty of footy at the um, at the Dockers at the Dockers clearly as a senior player. So yeah, no, you know, good for North. Um, after all, they've been through and you know continue to go through some good news uh, on the, on that front for the Roos that they've been able to land a couple of um, experience. And, um, you know, I think players still with plenty of good footy ahead of them um, with that assistant pack, assistance package. The Dockers also, as we know, Blake Akers is, uh, ended up as a blue bagger uh, for a future third-round pick. Uh, and I suppose the Dockers now a better arm to appease Melbourne in that mega deal that they're trying to get done for Luke Jackson. What's the word out of Melbourne at the moment uh, regarding Jackson? Or is there any word whatsoever? Oh, look, these have kept their cards pretty close to the chest. I think uh, Tim Lamb today on, on Trade Radio, was the, who's the Melbourne's list manager, uh, he was saying that um, it was good. I, I can't remember the specifics, but it, it was uh, it was going to take a fair bit to, to get that done. They're, they're not going to settle lightly with these, and I, I suspect they're, they're keen to drag this out. They, they want to pit Mel, uh, Fremantle and West Coast against each other. Now, the, prevail, look, the prevailing view from the people I've talked to is that it's, it is really the Dockers in the frame and that um, uh, West Coast and Melbourne, I suppose, are mudding the waters perhaps to, to, to um, cough, to help to make ensure Freo <laughs> cough up a bit more and to make it more difficult for, for the Dockers to get Jackson. I think he does want to get there. Um, but West Coast, at least publicly, haven't, haven't given up the fight. Um, their, their list manager, Rowan O'Brien, said as much on Monday, so uh, you know, I suspect this one's going to going to drag on for some time and, and potentially complicates any um, potential move of Rory Lobb to the Western Bulldogs. I know, I know Fremantle have been adamant that's not happening, but I don't think the Dogs have quite given up on that one. Yeah, this is what Tim Lamb actually said, the list manager from the Melbourne Football Club, but on Luke Jackson earlier today. Looks obviously, you know, three years in, which is you know disappointing um, that he wants to go home, but. You know, we understand that, and it's obviously both Frio and West Coast are still um, exploring their options, and we're happy to deal with whoever comes up with the best with the best deal for us um, for Luke to get back to Western Australia. So, where that stands at the moment is, you know, we're just waiting for the. Yeah, they're still waiting for the best deal to come their way. That's a Melbourne Footy Club. Liam Jones back in the AFL system. Eh? He's uh, now Western Bulldog after going there on the free agency. Yeah, Western Bulldog again. Uh, it uh, does seem a long time ago, but he, he was a Bulldogs player uh, eight years ago. And funnily enough, I uh, did a bit of searching on this today, and uh, he was traded for pick 46 back at the end of 2014, and Carlton ended up receiving pick 49 as a free agent. So, um, you know, all, all those years later, uh, his, his value, I suppose, is, is, is similar, albeit um, one as a trade and one as a, uh, as a free agent. But um, look, you know, uh, a guy who... Um, before he, um, he he left the AFL system for a year on the back of his his, um, his vaccination beliefs, had proven himself to be a, a really solid and dependable defender. Uh, I thought he played some excellent footy at Carlton. Uh, now, admittedly, he is um, in, in his 30s now, and uh, you know you, you do wonder how much longer he has left. And you know there's always a little bit of doubt after a year, but he did continue to play footy up in Queensland, the Palm Beach, Corumbin. So the Bulldogs, who are in the you know, they, they, I think they would like to think they are in a, prem, they, they, they are in a premiership window um, after a disappointing year this year, but having made the grand final in 2021, I think he um, he does bolster an area of the ground where for, for some time that they've looked a bit vulnerable. Okay, and the other news, really, Collingwood have officially signed 
uh, free agent uh, in Dan McStay. Uh, what about Josh Corbett? He's nominated, I believe, Fremantle, uh, the out-of-contract Gold Coast Sun forward. So it looks like uh, Freo are going to be working on Josh. Yeah, this has sort of looked uh, reasonably likely for a few days. And I think uh, Tim Lamb actually yesterday on Monday said that there were a few clubs ahead of, uh, or at least uh, well, certainly some clubs ahead of the D's in the race for Corbett. They had some interest, and, and Freo were, were clearly the, the ones there, or the, or the one there. So, uh, look, he's um, he's been starved of opportunities, sort of um, you know, been a fringe player at the Suns, uh, mature age recruit. From the VFL system, uh, a while ago, I think he actually came there as part of a suite of assistance packages, uh, an assistance package at the end of 2018. But uh, look, I think he, he provides a, a really solid uh, option up forward for the Dockers, who that, that's clearly an area of the ground where they they're lacking in a bit. And you know, we wait to see what happens with Lob, but um, I, I think he can be a really handy acquisition for, for the Dockers. And, and you know, the Suns had a really good year in the VFL; um, they, they went pretty deep, uh, and it shows that. Um, you know, they had plenty of decent players in, in, the, in their reserve side and guys that were just not quite going to get a, a sustained go, especially, you know, given um, Ben King's to come back. We saw how well Chol and Casbolt combined this year. So opportunities are going to be hard to come by for Josh Corbett. So I think they'll get done for a pretty late pick. I think there's talk of a future fourth involved. So effectively nothing for, for, mm. the, for the Dockers um, and, and the Suns. You know, they don't, um, they don't really need too many more picks. They, they, they're loaded up as it is. All right, as we let you go, certainly another interesting one to come out of today is that the retired Bombers forward, Anthony McDonald, Chip and Woody, is considering a return to the AFL. Uh, will he go back to Essendon? I believe even Frio are in the mix uh, if he decides to change in mind and head back uh, and maybe get a, a position back in an AFL uh, team somewhere. What's the news that you're getting, Daniel? Yeah, look, I see his... Uh his manager Scott Lucas confirmed that today that uh, that, that he is sort of looking at getting back into the system. Uh, I think Essendon and Fremantle are the two clubs uh, in the mix. Sounds like that he uh, he caught up with uh, Justin Longmuir not long ago. Now I think um, you know McDonald's and Woody uh, was not in great shape um, so it, it last preseason and played a bit of VFL, but coming from a fair way back so I think he'd have to cross he'd have to probably um, you know jump through a fair few hoops to get there but obviously his talent uh, is exceptional if he can sort of get himself back into AFL fitness so uh, look you never know and you could uh, and they could potentially get him pretty cheap so um, and if the Dockers are sort of seem to be in the window well he'd be a handy pretty handy player so yeah, a really fascinating one now another and a much loved player I think there's a lot of people who'd be very happy to see him back in the AFL at any club, given how, how much um, joy he brought to fans. Yeah, very much so. Good on you, Daniel. Thanks for joining us and giving us a bit of a snapshot of what happened on trade day today. Of course, people can uh, read all your uh, uh, rundown on uh, trade week and what's happening in footy circles on Code Sports. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Take care, Peter. Good on you, Daniel Cherney there. And as I mentioned, certainly uh, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody is going to be an interesting one. Uh, whether he uh, does maybe come back firstly and if he ends up in uh, purple with the Fremantle Dockers. I tell you what, he'll become a cult hero over here in the West very, very quickly indeed. Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Bedshed are the experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. Or you can join us on the Scarborough Toyota open line. You can call 13 12 55. Uh, you can sell your car and they buy also. 
uh, any make or model when it comes to cars there at Scarborough Toyota in Osmond Park. On the Tempera Adventure text machine, hi, Peter, what an embarrassing mess Essendon have got themselves into again. One would think that before you employ someone that you do a thorough background check, you're right, or did they know and just hope that Andrew Thorburn's views on abortion and homophobic would surface? Uh, question mark, question mark, question mark. That's Lease. Good on you, Lease. Thanks for your text there on uh, 0487 736 736. As I mentioned, uh, Jaden Hunt was featured on Breakfast This Morning on SENWA Breakfast with Scotty Cummings and Tim Gossage. And the boys decided to get to know Jaden. And this is how it went. Other than footy, name your favourite sport and athlete. Uh, golf. Yep. And I'd go Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, oh, Tommy good Fleetwood. Answer. Yeah, good I answer. love Tommy Fleetwood. Good answer. You open your own restaurant. What's your signature dish? What's the one that's going to get everyone screaming around the, uh, the corner to get in the door? Right, so I just missed that. Mate, you open, your, again. you open your own restaurant. What's the signature dish that's going to have people just piling in the door? Uh, I'll go very cliche. I've got this Ottolenghi book, and I'll go the the Orzo uh, with fennel and prawn. Oh, oh Wow. Wow. He's off three, remember? Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> stunning a degree. This is above most. He surfs part time. Do you do? Is footy yeah. part of your life? Yeah. <laughs> he does everything else. <laughs> yeah, let, let me guess. You do a heap of charity work as well, help the elderly. This guy's just. Oh, I love to keep busy, boy. Do you drive a Tesla? Tesla, <laughs> <laughs> not quite. <laughs> well, they don't fit in over here, mate. You're going to get yourself a four-wheel drive. You're going to get it lifted, and you're going to have to put everything on top of it. To fit right in. Next question: uh, What song? Hey, when you're flat, Aiden, and you, you might have been on the footy trip, you've you've hit a bit of a wall. What song gets you up and about? Hmm. Uh huh. What would it be? I love uh, a bit of Steelers Wheel. Steelers Wheel. Yeah. Oh, we're so playing that. We're playing that. Yeah, you know that old tune. Yeah, I know the tune. No. Hey, don't worry, mate. We've got old tunes. We play yeah. plenty of old tunes on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are the 60s. Hey, tell us something about one of your old teammates that we don't know. Old teammates? Yeah, well, one of your... Uh, something, well, no, something. We're Just... calling them old already, uh, but they're your old teammates. Tell us something about one of them that we don't know. Uh, Eddie Langans uh, does a bit of rock climbing during the week. He's a rock climber. Rock, he looks like you know, He looks like a rock climber. <laughs> He looks like a rock climber. No problem about it. Hey, what makes you... This is the one that I really enjoy. What makes you way more angry than it should? <laughs> um, oh, my housemate keeps waking me up with his smoothie machine, so he's brought it to a new level. He actually brings it up to my room now. Oh, puts it off no. In my face. Uh, well, good luck him paying the rent on his own. Uh, he's he'll, he's <laughs> gone. <laughs> That'll learn him. And the last one, mate, do you have any... We know about the golf, we know about the surfing, we know you're smart. He's really starting to annoy us, to be honest with you. But uh, do you have any secret talents? Secret talents? Oh, OK. Well, I've got really uh, long fingers and skinny wrists so I can get into any vending machine. <laughs> So if you want a free coke, I'm here for you, boys. Uh, very good. There you go. Uh, get to know you, Jaden Hunt, the brand-new West Coast Eagles uh, player. Here for three years. Seems like a, a pretty nice bloke and got a good sense of humour. Now, he mentioned, and they didn't really know it, uh, we, they said, what song really gets you up after you hit a wall and you hear it and you go again? And he said, Steeler's Wheel. Well, Steeler's Wheel produced a song that was a very big hit 
Their lead singer was John Sebastian, who was with the Love and Spoonful in the 1960s. So as we go to the break, have a listen to Jaden Hunt's Pick Me Up song whenever he needs a pick me up. Centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Great to have your company. Uh, very shortly I'll speak to Brent uh, Costello's down in Hobart and was there as part of the doorstop of Tim Payne. Of course, Tim Payne boarded the flight from Hobart to Brisbane and will take part for the Tasmanian Sheffield Shield side in their match against Queensland. Of course, returning after 11 months since he resigned as test captain and at the same time stepped away from the game. So he's going to come up very shortly and we'll ask Brent exactly what Tim had to say. Uh, just quickly, uh, what's happening across the uh, Swan River from where we are here at Optus Stadium in the SENWA studios? Uh, WA in the Sheffield Shield match are seven for 241. They did resume overnight at two for 18 in reply to New South Wales 180. Bancroft made two and Sam Whiteman no score, but there's been a bit of a recovery today. Sam Fanning coming at uh, number three made 32, Hilton Cartwright 16. Josh Philippi and Aaron Hardy went cheaply for 10 and three respectively. Joel Paris made 25. So at that stage, the WA boys were seven for 161. Seven for 161, so still 19 runs shy of New South Wales' first innings total. But there's been a brilliant partnership led by Teague Wiley, who has just posted his century. He's 103, coming in at number five, and uh, that's come off 200 balls, 15 fours. So a majestic knock by the youngster and the new addition to the West Australian batting lineup. Teague Wiley, 103, not out. And Matthew Kelly, who's more renowned for his bowling, but also can be pretty handy with the bat, is 35 not out. So these two have taken the total from 161 now to 244 unbeaten. So WA now lead by 64 runs with three wickets remaining. And this is day two of uh, the Marsh-Sheffield Shield match being played at the Wacker Ground. So a great uh, performance. And no doubt Teague Wiley will be all the rage. Just some other cricket news. The impending return of injured All-Australian uh, all-rounder Marcus Stoinis, the West Aussie, has all but closed the door now on the T20 World Cup call-up that was looming possibly for boom young star Cameron Green. Now, Stoinis has been left out of this week's two T20 clashes with the West Indies in Queensland as he continues to recover from a side strain as the Aussies begin a six-match or six-match week build-up to their World Cup title defence. Mitch Marsh is back from that ankle injury, but only as a batter. 
And Stoinis could be back as soon as Sunday with that clash with England at the Gabba. So Green, even though he made a, an imposing case for a last-minute call-up by smashing two electric half-centuries against uh, India in India, uh, while opening the batting in Dave Warder's absence, looks like uh, he will not be part of the Australian World T20 team. And, of course, you'll hear all the matches broadcast here on SENWA, including, of course, the matches being staged at Optus Stadium. Looking forward to those. Tim Gossage and yours truly, Peter Vlahos, will be across that. It's uh, 24 minutes to four. Uh, and, OK, we're not going to... Uh, I've got... Uh, we're just about to go to Brent Costello, but uh, we will just pause on that because we may have uh, something more brewing on the Scarborough Toyota open line, 13 12 55. You can join us on the Tempera Beg Chair text line, 0487 736 736. The number again, 0487 736 736. Troy joins us uh, on the open line. Hello, Troy. How are you going? Good. Hey, let's live golf and everything like that. Yeah. Um, Nighttime golf, would that work? And if it would, how would they do it? I think they actually, uh, there has been some tournaments, I think, that have been played under lights. Uh, I can't recall exactly where, but I remember, I think there might have been some night golf at the Emirates Golf Club. They do everything up there in the Middle East, and I'm pretty sure there's been some night golf staged in Dubai. Uh, if I recall, but it's just well, be a, it's a, just superbly be space, yeah, and it? it's just superbly floodlit. <laughs> That's the thing, Troy. Just superbly floodlit, and you don't well, lose. I'm not sure if they use a different colour ball, but yeah, they do play. I think there has been, and I have seen night golf played, particularly in the UAE, and there may have been yeah. a couple of other places around the world as well, Troy. Yeah, does does it look more spectacular or not really? I haven't seen enough of it to give you a comment, but I reckon, oh, Troy, okay. anything that really uh, works at night, I reckon there is a bit more of a spectacular feel about it. In fact, I've just yeah. while I'm yeah. talking to you, I've just quickly gone on. Yeah, have a look. If you get on Google and Google Emirates Golf Club Night Golf, what a spectacular view that is. Have a look at that. That'll give you a good idea on how it uh, okay. happens, and Night Golf. Yep. They actually light the whole fairway. Everything's yeah, yeah, up. everything's lit up, mate. Everything's lit up. Have a look. There's some great <laughs> photos. Good on you, Troy. Thanks for your call, mate. In fact, I recall you from a previous radio station we used to call quite frequently as well, Troy. Good on you. Thanks for joining us here at SENWA. Drive with Peter Vlahos. All thanks to Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre. Uh, Brent's been waiting patiently on the line from Wind TV down there. Uh, he, Tim Payne is now in Brisbane, but he was at Hobart Airport earlier today, and uh, certainly uh, the media got out there to try and get a few words from Tim on his return to first-class cricket. Brent, thanks for joining us on the program. Pleasure, Peter. Good to talk to you, mate. Yeah, likewise. 11 months since uh, Tim Payne resigned as test captain and he stepped away from the game and he prepares to get back into first-class cricket for Tasmania when they take on Queensland at Allen Border Field. He flew out from Hobart Airport this morning. You were there. Tell us all about it. Yeah, we were, and um, we got the news before we got down there that he'd made the squad, which was exciting uh, in itself, really, in the 13-man squad. Uh, obviously, hasn't played for a long time, took that indefinite um, mental health leave um, at the end of last year and um, played for his great cricket club, University, on the weekend. And 
Um, looks like he's lost none of uh, what he already had. He's uh, a star, we know that. He's kept himself in, in really good shape, and, and that's why um, Jeff Vaughan basically said it was ir- too irresistible not to pick him. So um, he's in, which is which is great news. Didn't have a lot to say today. Hasn't really spoken publicly since all this uh, went down at the end of last year. So uh, gave us a, a couple of grabs just to say he's uh, excited to be back playing, a little bit nervous, but uh, really looking forward to it. Saying that, he played, as you mentioned, in club cricket for University of Tasmania last weekend. I gather there was a bit of interest in that uh, first-grade game. Yeah, certainly was some media about, that's for sure. Um, yeah, there, there certainly was. And he did pretty well as well. He took a catch. He, he made 20-odd runs not out as well. So uh, warmed up pretty well. We know he's been training for the uh, the Tigers, uh, with the Tigers squad for the last uh, couple of months. So, as I said, he certainly kept himself in shape. Um, they love having him around the group. And, and no doubt it will give the boys a real boost heading into this game against Queensland on, on Thursday. So has he been sighted around Hobart and Tasmania in the last 11 months? I know he took a bit of a holiday day and a break from it all. What has been his movements until returning to pre-season this season? Yeah, he's been around the place. So, you know, Hobart's a pretty small place, Peter, so it's, uh, it's not like he can hide uh, too much. But uh, I've, I've talked to Paney plenty off the record. He just doesn't want to talk publicly at the moment. And, um, and he was at the Jack Jumpers game last night, for example, out at my state bank arena. So he's certainly out and about and and um, seems in a really good place as well. Jeff Bourne basically said that today, that you know, he's, he's really good in his mental state and his physical state. So he just seems in a really good place at the moment. So it sounds like it's the perfect time for him to come back now. He's 37, so you're saying that he can still deliver at a Sheffield Shield level? 100%, yeah, I think so, absolutely. As Jeff Vaughan said today, he's still one of the best wicket keepers in the world as far as he's concerned. So isn't that nice to fall into your lap if you're Jeff Vaughan as well, having someone of Tim Payne's calibre coming to the team at, the, at this stage? Um, you know, a, a brand-new season just starting. The, the Sheffield Shield window really open for Tasmania too. They've got a really good squad of, of youth and experience. So um, it's, a, it's a perfect thing for Jeff Vaughan to get uh, into his hands on the eve of the season. And as we let you go, you're saying that Tim looked pretty relaxed? He did. He, he normally is painy, to be fair, though. He's a pretty relaxed sort of operator. So um, he, he's, yeah, he was just himself today, which which put a, a smile to my face because, um, you know, he's, he's done it tough for the last, um, you know, 12 months. So to see the way he was today, uh, ready to get on the plane to go and play with his mates and, and represent his, the state that he loves, it was really pleasing to see. Finally, I just thought one more question. Uh, no doubt it's taken its toll on, its, on his family over the last 11 months or so. How have they uh, shaped up? Yeah. I'm not too sure, to be honest. I haven't had a lot to do with um, his family through this period. So um, I'm, I think everything's going well as far as as far as far I know, which is obviously a big part of it as well. So um, as long as everything's at, at home's OK, hope that means he can play some good cricket as well. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, thanks, Brent, for uh, bringing us up to date. And we wish Tim Payne all the best for his return to first-class cricket. Thanks for your time. No worries, Peter. Any time, mate. Yeah, good luck to Timmy Payne, the former Australian Test captain. Uh, as we go to a break, just updating the uh, match at the Wacker. 90-run unbeaten stand now between Wiley and Kelly. Uh, WA up to seven for 251. They lead by 71 runs, three wickets remaining. Wiley, 104 not out, and Kelly, 41 not out. The best of the bowlers by... Uh, New South Wales, and he caused a bit of damage. Ben Dorsius, uh, 20 over six maidens, four for 48. 
His economy rate is 2.4, so he's bowling very miserly indeed. As is Chris Tremaine, who's in his 23rd over. He's bowled 12 maidens and only conceded 22 runs, but uh, has failed to take a wicket. Uh, and Stump's not far away there on day two of the Shield game between WA and New South Wales. We'll take a break, and you'll hear from Blake Akers and a bit more from Jaden Hunt on the other side of the break. Here on Drive with Peter Vlahos, all thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre. This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Doing all right. It's great to have your company. Uh, of course, uh, get behind the Perth Wildcats this season. They had a very good start to their 2022-23 campaign with that victory against the Bullets, 87-73 uh, on Sunday. Well, their next outing is this Saturday and they take on the Illawarra Hawks uh, and we'll be right across it here on SENWA. The Wildcats this season, head to tickertech.com.au now to purchase your tickets. Back-to-back home games to start the season for the Wildcats. Just repeating what's happened in the trade dealings today. Uh, North Melbourne, uh, they have now landed out of contract swingman from the Dockers, Griffin Logue and Darcy Tucker uh, for a future third-round selection to North and in return for future second, third and fourth-round picks. Uh, as well as that, the Dockers also traded Blake Akers to Carlton for a future third-round pick. And now a really probably better arm to appease Melbourne in a mega deal for Ruckman Luke Jackson. Liam Jones is back in the AFL system. He signed with the Western Bulldogs in free agency. Collingwood has officially signed a $3 million free agent target, Dan McStay. Frio's probably in for a busy trade period because out of contract, Gold Coast Suns forward Josh Corbett has nominated them as his new home. St Kilda is reportedly eyeing off Western Bulldogs defender Zane Cordy and retired Bombers forward. This is the interesting one. Anthony McDonald Tippin Woody is considering a return to the AFL with Fremantle at this stage reportedly leading Essendon in the race for the live wire forward. OK, well, Blake Akers, just after 3 o'clock, is featured on the run home with Brad Shepherd and Damian Martin today. Of course, he's now landed at Carlton, and this is what he had to say in brief. Oh, it's been pretty pretty full on, especially today. But, um, yeah, I was hoping the deal was through yesterday, but they have able to get it done today, which is good. Nice and early, start a trade period, which is always a good thing. Now I can just sort of get through today. Um and then get I'm on a, I'm going away on Thursday, so I'll head away to the States for a couple of weeks and then um get over to Melbourne and then um, meet a few of the blue boys and get to the facilities and then yeah, get started. It was reported that the Dockers offer was way too low. Was that the case or was it a case of more opportunity and you wanted to head east to pursue that? Um, yeah, it was probably a bit of a bit of a uh, yeah, a few different things, but um yeah, my I got I got an offer about halfway through the season that I I didn't feel like was um, oh, sort of what I needed at the time, and um, so I sort of had a look look around, and um, yeah, I was able to you know get talking with Carlton a little bit, and um, yeah, they're they're sort of the gap between the two offers is quite significant, and um, yeah, and then the the opportunity with Carlton where they're at as well as a footy club just missed out on finals yeah. feel like they're yeah, right there they don't need much to be honest and I feel like if I can just add a little bit to the group with my my team day and my run and um, yeah that's my ability to play the wing I'll be able to help the group hopefully 
take that next step, um, which is finals footy, um, which we all want to be a part of. So, yeah. thought you had an outstanding year for the Freo Footy Club, playing on that wing, such a consistent performer throughout the year. Once you made up that in your mind with the offer was a little bit too low and probably the tenure as well, was the Carlton Footy Club the logical choice? Was there any other clubs reaching out wanting your services? Yeah, there was, a, there was a few clubs. I won't name them, but there was definitely a few other clubs out there. Um, but I sort of, where I'm at with footy now, I want to be a part of a club that's, you know, in the eight, uh, or pushing for the eight at least, and playing final footies. I got a little taste of it this year, um, and, yeah, I loved every part of it. Um, and I don't want to miss out again. So um, where Carlton was sitting, and especially I feel like they got a bit of vacancy on the wing at the moment, Um and the way I play, so I can add a lot to the group. So it was a, it was an, an easy fit footy-wise, it feels like for me. So that was a big part of it. Third AFL club for Blake Akers, originally from West Perth and St Kilda Dockers. And now he's a blue bagger at Carlton. Just briefly, as I mentioned, Jaden Hunt was featured on SEN WA Breakfast this morning with Scotty Cummings and the Goss. Uh, here's just briefly uh, what he had to say about the reasons he wanted to come west. Come out of left field? When did it start to sort of uh, get real for you? Um, probably started really considering it a few weeks ago. Um, it was a bit out of the blue at the start. Uh, probably wasn't on my radar, but once I sort of got my head around it, um, I saw it was just such a good opportunity to have a fresh start, um, sort of move all the way over the West, something new, a uh, whole new state and, and a sort of young emerging footy team that's looking to improve. So I saw it as a great opportunity, sort of, uh, yeah, have a fresh start as a 27-year-old, hopefully a few years left. So, yeah, it'll bring me a lot of energy, I reckon. Oh, you'll love it here, Jaden, with your style of footy, the big, big ground of Optus Stadium, a lot of speed on the outside, which is what West Coast desperately needs. Is that <laughs> what excited you the most? Uh, you know, playing in better conditions than over in the East, mate, and uh, just being able to use your strengths to your new team's advantage. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, when I came over and spoke to a few people, uh, mostly Simo, he was just keen for me to sort of bring my speed. Um, obviously, that's my weapon and sort of that attacking flair. Um, yeah, on the big ground of Optus and the warmer conditions, um, sort of, yeah, hopefully bring that sort of fast ball movement to West Coast. So, like, yeah, very excited. Yeah, well, the last two years you played a lot of footy. You played over 40 games with Melbourne, so you've been in the mix for their team, of course. You didn't play in the Premiership, which was a bit of a downer for you. But um, it seemed, look, a couple of years ago, I think you must have kicked in excess of 20 goals, 25, 27 goals. Didn't kick any last year. I know that's role change and positional change. Do you want to hit the scoreboard a bit more? Was that a bit of a frustration for you? Because I think, I stand corrected, maybe three, four years ago, you were you, you did, you were a noted goal, goal kicker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was sort of playing half forward that year. But, um, yeah, I sort of, I'd say the last couple of years I played more of a uh, real defensive lockdown sort of role um, and uh, with a bit, yeah, sort of conservative ball movement. So I sort of, yeah, it would be good to have that licence back to sort of bring bring that real aggressive play um, and take the game on, which I love doing. So, yeah, I'd love to get back to that. Of course, tomorrow morning they're back, uh, Scotty and Goss, for SEN WA Breakfast 6 to 8 tomorrow morning. And I'll know that bring some more big names to you, as I will, from 5 o'clock straight after the run home with uh, Drive with Peter Vlahos.
Oh, sorry, it's an early show tomorrow. I'm on at I'm on at two o'clock because of the cricket. There you go. Thanks, Jimmy. You've just alerted me to it. I am a creature of habit. It's the early drive show. Two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I'll be on before the run home. The boys will be on at three. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Jimmy. Have a great uh, Wednesday night. I'll see you tomorrow.